Peace, Truth Tribe. Heal hurtful choices and find answers to some of your most painful questions. Where? In the book of Proverbs. It holds priceless treasures of wisdom for making better life and relationship choices today and forward. Let's read together live right now when you join me for Healing Pain with Proverbs. Most Mondays at 7 a.m. Eastern. Check the homepage of this YouTube channel for future live stream dates. Which particular verse from today's passage will move your heart toward the healing of wisdom most? Leave a comment to let me and Truth Tribe know during this live and get the email subscriber only free download sent on Mondays to help you improve your week. How can you get the free download? Visit ZaraHarrison.com to enter your email address into the pop-up and you'll start to get that download plus more. Okay, it's almost time to get started. Make sure you have a notebook. This is not counseling, a sermon, or a Bible study. It is simply a reading and sharing of the word for inspiration and encouragement. Peace, Truth Tribe. Welcome to Healing Pain with Proverbs live most Mondays at 7 a.m. Eastern. Before we get started, I just want to give you a hand clap for making it here despite any obstacles, uh, especially if you're on East Coast time, 7 a.m. is pretty early. If you're on West Coast time in the States, it's even earlier. I think that is um, 5 a.m. for you. So peace, True Tribe. Thank you for joining us and congratulate yourself for being here and making it and getting up. So today we're going to be reading Proverbs 2. And I want to share a story really quick before we get started. Um, Proverbs 2 reminded me of, uh, wow, this is crazy, because the story that I shared in Proverbs 1 um the first installment of Healing Pain with Proverbs uh, talked about a question that my daughter asked me. And this is my very inquisitive child, I'm starting to realize, because this particular child gives me so many uh, questions and things to think about. So when I had my son, that was her first baby sibling because she is the middle child. And he would often cry as newborns do. And one day she's like, mom, why he always crying? She had this cute raspy voice. He always crying. Why the baby always crying? I said, because that's the only way that he knows how to communicate. And she's like, well, how does he know? Like, how do you know what he wants? And I said, I don't know. As his mom, I can feel it. I know a hungry cry. 
I know a cry that means change my diaper. I know a cry that means something's wrong, like something's wrong. And I know a cry that's just like a whiny, I want attention. She's like, how do you know that? I said, I don't know. As his mom, I just know. Just like when you were a baby and your sister was a baby, I would hear certain cries that you had and I would know what those cries meant. And she was like, wow, you know. And I'm like, if a baby can't talk, the only way they can communicate is through their cries. So it's the mom's job to learn what the cry means. If you love your child, you start to discern what that different cry meant. And I think Proverbs 2 really reminded me of that. If we look at ourselves as the most high's children, like we are his children. And there are certain cries that when we cry out, only he knows what they mean. When my son was a baby and someone else heard that cry, they may or may not, you know, most times maybe you can tell what a pain means. Like, ooh, somebody's in pain. But those different cries, another mother may not know, you know, especially if she doesn't know my child. And um, it's only something I knew as my son's mother or my other or my other children's mother. And it's the same thing with our father, the Most High Yah. There are certain cries that only he can hear. There are certain cries that uh, only he knows what they mean. And when I was reading over Proverbs 2 to get ready for this live, I thought about how many of us as children of the Most High cry out to him for specific things through the cry, like cry out to him. So um, one of the ways that we communicate to the most high is crying out is a crying out and i think when it comes to wisdom there are certain aspects of wisdom that we do not attain if we don't open our mouth and cry out in a way that only he can hear so when we read proverbs 2 today i just want you to keep that in mind that we must cry out to the most high as children like newborns Um, That infancy that creates such a humility and such a dependency. It's like when my son was a baby and my daughter asked me that question, there is, he can't, he's helpless. There's nothing he can do for his, his self. He needs the help of his mom. He can't get his own food. He can't change his own diaper. He can't even get himself out of his own pain, you know, at that, that infant stage. Right. And there are certain things with the most high. He's the only one that can get us the food we need. Um, whether that's actual physical food or the food of wisdom, of knowledge, of understanding that is divine, um, that can get us out of things that are painful, um, that can deliver us and provide like the thing that we need. It's like he, there are just some things we just cannot do. We're responsible for our part, but there are some things that we just cannot do without him. And when babies cry, think about a baby that's hungry. And you don't respond. If if any of you who listen have children and you don't respond, that cry gets stronger and longer and louder. It goes from ah, ah, to ah, ah. it's just like, okay, I'm coming. Like say I when I was nursing, say I'm not in an area where I could just whip my breast out. Hold on, let me just get to this area. Let me get the overthrow. I'm coming. And it's like now. Nah. You know, and I think the most high is like, why don't we cry out to him like that for wisdom? Because wisdom heals. 
like the main message in this series is understanding that there is healing in wisdom. It heals our bad choices. It heals uh, pain, loneliness. It heals. Wisdom heals. But if we don't cry out for it, that divine wisdom, you know, they have wisdom of the world, but obviously that's not the one we're talking about. Divine wisdom. We got to cry for it like that baby, like that infant. Like if I don't get this, I will perish. That's how babies act. When they feel like you're not coming and you're not going to feed them, they think they're going to perish. Like if I don't eat, I'm going to die. And we need to think that way about wisdom. If you don't give me your divine wisdom, I'm going to perish because you actually will. You will perish without the divine wisdom of the most high. And we'll see that in Proverbs that people that lack wisdom, they perish for lack of it. Um, so also wanted to talk about uh, the half, half-hearted desires do not prevail either. Like if a baby just half-hearted about wanting something to eat, the mom may feel like, oh, I got a little more time. You know, he, he fussy, you know, when your baby kind of like start fussing, but they not at that ah, stage where it's like, eh, <laughs> it's like all of that, but they ain't there yet. That half hearted thing may not get the attention of the most high. Like you need it right now. Like it's an urgency, but when we cry out for wisdom and it's not half hearted, um, we can attain a certain wisdom and there's a profit in that. And, uh, all of the chapters talks about the prophet, the uh, prophet in that. But um, ch- chapter two, I want us to see it and, and li- look at it and think about it. So let's get into chapter two. Oh, let me pray petition the most high first so that his will will be done. One minute, y'all. Okay. Thank you, Most High Yah, for your wisdom. Thank you for your healing. Thank you that there are some things that only you can do. Because if we could get them anywhere else, we may not feel the desperation of needing you. We thank you that there are many things that only are satisfied through you. I ask that um, during this session of Healing Pain with Proverbs that your healing will be here. That your healing will be here for people who are hurting, who feel broken, who feel misunderstood, who feel confused who feel afraid, who feel hopeless, who feel frustrated, who feel like they are struggling with whether you are really faithful, but they are scared to admit it. Let your healing wisdom release into their heart as we read Proverbs 2 today. Let your love saturate this space. May you get all of the glory and the honor in the name of Yahusha. Hallelujah.
Okay, so let's get started with Proverbs 2. Okay, Proverbs 2, this is the Amplified Bible. I like the Sefer version because it has the original Hebrew names. However, for healing pain with Proverbs, I like to use the Amplified Bible because it amplifies the text to help you understand it better because I don't break the text down for you. I share it and I read it. I may give some of my personal insights, but the goal is to lead you to dig deeper. The goal is to for me to show up to help you be accountable to just get getting that little extra push that you need, um, but not for me to like do it for you. So the amplified text helps amplify it if you're struggling, and then you can notate the verses that you feel like you don't really understand and nurture and grow your relationship with the most high and help him, um, ask him to help you, um, see what you need to see this, the sacred text of the word apart from the spirit of the most high is just words. It's just knowledge. People can use it. That's why a lot of people use the word to control people, to abuse people. Um, they use it for, uh, the wrong reasons, but with the spirit of the most high, you won't and you can't do that. And you can see things that the natural eye will not see. So Proverbs 2 amplified the pursuit of wisdom brings security. My son, if you will receive my words and treasure my commandments within you so that your ear is attentive to skillful and divine wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, seeking it conscientiously and striving for it eagerly. Yes, if you cry out for insight and lift up your voice for understanding, If you seek skillful and divine wisdom as you would silver and search for her as you would hidden treasures, then you will understand the reverent fear of the Most High Yah. That is worshiping him and regarding him as truly awesome and discover the knowledge of the Most High Yah. For the Most High Yah gives skillful and divine wisdom from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores away sound wisdom for the righteous, those who are in right standing with him. He is a shield to those who walk in integrity those of 
honorable character and moral courage. He guards the path of justice and he preserves the way of his saints, believers. Then you will understand righteousness and justice in every circumstance and integrity and every good path for skillful and divine wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding and discernment will guard you to keep you from the way of evil and the evil man, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the paths of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who find joy in doing evil and delight in the perversity of evil, whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways to keep you from the immoral woman, from the seductress with her flattering words, who leaves the companion, husband of her youth and forgets the covenant of her Elohim. For her house leads down to death and her paths lead to the dead. None who go to her return again, nor do they regain the paths of life. So you will walk in the way of good men. That is those of personal integrity, moral courage, and honorable character. And keep to the paths of the righteous for the upright Those who are in right standing with the Most High Yah will live in the land. And those of integrity who are blameless in the Most High Yah's sight will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land and the treacherous shall be forcibly uprooted and removed from it. And that was a Proverbs 2. I wanted to share a few things from Proverbs 2. Um, one, uh, <laughs> it's so funny because, uh, This guy on YouTube, he was talking about something in Proverbs, right? And he was like, um, see, this is why women are evil. Uh, It's telling you all in Proverbs to beware of women. And I'm like, beware of women? Beware of certain types of women. 
like the one we read about, but not every woman, right? But it gives us characteristics of the type of women that you should be uh, weary of and be aware of. But I'm like, a lot of Proverbs is also talking about men too. But I think for some people, when they see woman, they automatically assume every woman instead of the types of characteristics that define the woman it's talking about. Um, and I've, I've gotten some really strange comments from people who endure and endorse abuse and, uh, tolerate abuse and say that scripture confirms that the use of abuse towards your wife is, uh, is a blessing. I'm like, wow. And so some people use scriptures and Proverbs and say, see, this is how women are. So that's why you got to be aware of them. Eve was the one that was tricked. So it's it. And I'm like, so learn about the other women in scripture because there are certain characteristics of certain women. Yes, that's true. But there are women in scripture who don't have those same types of characteristics and who were a blessing, who were used by the most high. And so I think it's important to know that uh, Proverbs 2, as well as other parts of uh, other chapters in Proverbs, is talking about both evil men and evil women before they talked about the immoral woman and uh, the evil ways of her. It talked about evil men first. You know what I'm saying? So um, the perversity of both men and women is seen in this scripture and it gives you traits and characteristics that helps you identify whether they are evil. And I think so many of us think evil is just like murder, blood, um, you know, like witchcraft. But evil is characteristics. It's behaviors. Um, it's using the word to abuse someone. That's evil. It's using the word to control someone. That's evil. It is abusing forgiveness. It's using the very grace of forgiveness, but using it to control people. Like, you need to forgive me, you know, because I said I'm sorry, but they haven't repented. Um, you got to forgive more, you know, like, but you're not as passionate about repentance. You just want forgiveness, abusing it. Um, that's evil. And I don't know why a lot of us only see evil as the grandiose things and not in the smaller things. And Proverbs shows us that these subtleties of evil behaviors and natures can bring us to ruin if we don't recognize these characteristics in people, both men and women. Um, also, how the usefulness of true wisdom can lead you to the way of good men um, and women and not that they're good by their own nature, but by the spirit of the most high they've been made that way they've been humbled they he has caused them to walk in integrity because of them crying out and having a desperation for wisdom i don't know if you notice how many times the word integrity shows up in proverbs over and over and over again and i think it's showing us the connection between wisdom and integrity that um wisdom will straight flee from a person that lacks integrity. And so if we say we want the wisdom of the most high so we can make certain choices or stop making harmful, unhealthy choices, 
or uh, feeling like, why does the, why do these negative types of people just sort of seem like they attract to me? Um, why does it seem like people that are unhealthy? It's like I'm predisposed to them. Uh, oftentimes when we lack integrity, where we lack integrity, we lack wisdom. Where we lack wisdom is because we're lacking integrity. And so the two go hand in hand. And if you have wisdom and you're maintaining that wisdom by continually crying out to the most high for it, walking in a repentance, if you don't continue on with those behaviors, wisdom will depart from you. And we'll see that later on. Like it will literally like leave you like, Ooh, I'm out. I don't, I don't dwell in houses like that. So I think it's really important to be conscious of those things, not just for other people and noticing it to meet, make sure we can surround ourselves with those people, but also for our own selves to make sure we're constantly checking ourselves in that way too. Uh, um, also another thing I wanted to know is that the understanding of wisdom, divine wisdom, it's divine, right? So that means it's higher than our ways. It's like above what we would normally think. It's not going to be your natural default to walk in divine wisdom because it's not natural. It's divine. And, um, because it's not naturally understood and you can't acquire it through works or some natural ability, we have to understand that wisdom must be given to us so that our eyes can be opened. So what does that say? Who do we get that from then? The most high Yah, like only he can give us divine wisdom. Like only he can give it to us. And that's what I mean by the story I was talking about when we first started is like, there's a certain cry that a father or a mother knows. And when they hear that cry, they know what that child is crying out for. And the same thing with wisdom. It's like, it's a certain cry. Father, I'm so tired of this. Father, I can't do this anymore. Father, I can't keep making the same mistake father help me it's like that deep like at the bottom of your soul i'm gonna perish if you don't help me opens up divine wisdom to you that kind of crying out opens his ear and says that's what my child needs i know what they're crying out for and what other loving parent won't run to the aid of that humble, desperate cry, right? But again, it only is given to us by his spirit. And if you lift up your voice in a certain way to petition for it, and I don't know why some of us are afraid to let go and just give it all to him. I did a live of a few days ago or sometime last week talking about holding on to something small because we don't know how big the thing is the most high has for us because all we can see is that small thing we won't let go of. And 
one of the things we won't let go of often is like shame and guilt. Like so many of us find comfort in our shame and our guilt. Like forgiveness is for us, but we will hold on to the thing we did wrong. Uh, especially certain temperament types like mine's, you know, when I ask the most high for forgiveness, I'm checking in. Like you, I just want to make sure you, we straight, like you do know, I'm really sorry. I really repent. I'm, and the most high has to tell me, girl, it's in the sea. And I've gotten better at that over the years, but there are so many people that identify with that where they're like, you don't know what I did though. I know there's forgiveness, but you don't know what I did. And they won't receive the forgiveness. They repented, meaning they've changed their behavior. They are walking in a new way. They are turning away. They're fleeing temptation. They're doing all of that and still can't take the forgiveness on. It's like they feel if I take the forgiveness, then that means I wasn't really sorry. Let the most high wash you with his forgiveness. I think it's first John one nine. I think it is first John one nine says if we confess our sins, confess them. Not only does he forgive us, but he also what cleanses us from unrighteousness with the confession and the repentance. You get not just forgiveness, you get a cleansing you get a cleansing. You better take that cleansing. You better take that cleansing. That's the only, and can't nobody wash you like that. Can't nobody wash you like that. Don't deny that blessing because of your guilt and your shame. So I think that was really important. Another thing that's really important for us to remember is that, um, it talks about people rejoicing in evil, right? Um, again, oftentimes we hear evil. We think, oh, they're rejoicing in murdering somebody. They're rejoicing in, no, what about they're just enjoying gossip. They laughing about somebody else's life. They're making fun of people. That's rejoicing in evil. The most high hates gossip, strife, discord. And some people sit around talking about somebody and laughing at them and about them. That's evil, that's somebody that rejoices in evil. So I want us to remember, myself included, that when the word or Proverbs talks about evil, it's not only talking about grandiose actions. It's talking about everyday behaviors that go against what the Most High calls righteous and holy. And... um one of the ways you can tell somebody is rejoicing in evil that we don't always recognize is that they have no remorse or conscience afterwards of what they've done. Like they'll do something and um, they won't be repentant about it. And then they just go on living life and expecting you to go on living life like it didn't happen. That's a form of rejoicing in evil because you're not repenting. And you think we should just move forward without repentance. That is a person whose heart rejoices in evil. And I know it seems like, no, that's not rejoicing in evil. Okay, well, if you haven't repented, if you are behaving 
in a way that is glorifying the enemy more than the most high, then what are you glorifying with your behavior? What are you rejoicing in with your behavior? Like we have to examine our behaviors and the behaviors of those who we surround ourselves with. That is how we tell who's evil and who is not. The behavior. And when someone makes a mistake, really repenting. But if they can't repent and they have no remorse, they're rejoicing in evil. So I thought that was a um, something that we often forget when we think about the word evil. It feels so strong. When we think about the word abuse, it feels so strong. And we don't understand evil is more than murder and death and killing. Abuse is more than physically beating someone up. Emotional abuse actually, through a lot of studies, has been longer term, longer lasting than physical abuse. So there are things that are more subtle that make a higher impact on a person's life. So let us remember that evil is not just grandiose and to be aware of that. Um, Also, when it talked about the use of flattering words with women, that made me think about marriage. And how the enemy studies you. He knows your spouse sometimes more than you do. Knows what they want and what they need. And will use a woman like it talked about in this uh, chapter of Proverbs. To flatter him. To say the things that the wife won't say. To behave the way that the wife won't behave. Right? Um, Smooth and soft words to incite passions. And move the affection and win his heart. Um, Like a woman saying she can give another woman's husband um, what his wife won't. We hear that in certain songs and certain music. They glorify and celebrate it like that's cute. I can do what your wife won't. I can give you what that won't. And even on the flip side for um, men too. There are some men who behave that way with another person's wife. I can do for you what your man won't do. You know? Um, But... In this particular uh, chapter, we're talking about the woman doing that. Um, I think it's so important, not that we need to know what our spouse's every single thought is, because that's not even possible, but we need to stay communicating healthily so the enemy can't use these things to divide us and our unions and our families Um, so to where somebody just coming up saying what he wants to hear or what she wants to hear and don't know is leading him to death. Sounds really good. That's one of the best things enemy can do is make something look better than it actually is. Um, and so not knowing that when that man falls for that, um, it's going to ensnare him. And I thought about the term ensnare, like when you're ensnared by something, right? It's the same with not just male-female interaction, but also with like who we receive counsel from, you know? And I'm not talking about booking a counseling appointment and going to counseling. I mean, like even this channel, this is a form of 
a certain type of counsel. It's not counseling, but it's a certain counsel in between these words and the lines of these words that helps you make certain decisions and shapes a certain perspective, opens your eyes to things you may not be paying attention to. And there are people out here that the enemy uses to deceive the hearts and the minds of people because they'll give you things that sound really good. They sound really good, but they're snares and they lead to death. And, um, it's very rare that anyone caught in a snare of the enemy recovers. And before you get scared, let me just further explain when the enemy ensnares you. And I'm talking about when you're ensnared, look out of it. I don't know if you've ever seen those mouse traps. They're like really sticky. If the mouse's foot gets stuck on it like quick and it just runs across, he can, he might have some, you know, uh, resistance and get like kind of stuck, but then he runs across. Right. But if that's a good, that's a good old, he gets ensnared and that foot get in that glue. That's really sticky. That thing's stuck. It can't move. It's stuck. It can't even get out of it. And that's why we don't want to play around with sin or the company of certain people who are going to lead us in that direction because you can become ensnared to the point where you can't get out of it and you can't recover. And the, and the reason why you can't recover is because the heart can become hardened and the eyes can become blind. Like you hang around certain people that don't have integrity before you know it, you're compromising on your morals and your values to the point where you don't even know what's wrong or right anymore. What's wrong has become right. And what's right has become wrong. And you don't know when and where it happened. But because you're around people who think and behave in that way, now you do too. They've numbed you. They've numbed you. So it really isn't in, when you get ensnared, it's hard to recover from that. Because the heart is hardened and the eyes become blinded by the deceitfulness of that sin. It's really, really dangerous. Like, I, I don't, I don't know why people even play with that. Like when you notice certain behaviors in a person, no matter how much you like them and you want to be around them, beware, you can become like that and deceive yourself and think you're helping them and find yourself ensnared. So we have to be really conscious and relying on the discernment of the most high for who we should engage with and, and interact with and listen to and talk to and all that stuff like that. So that is Proverbs 2. Uh, I hope that you were blessed by the reading of it. Please share a verse that sticks out to you most. Some people are like, I gotta think about that because I really wanted to like listen to what you were saying in the live and they'll think about it. They'll read it again. They'll watch the read like replay the video again and then they'll leave a comment and that's totally fine but if you already know while i was sitting here this stuck out to me please share it in the comments so we can hear what verse stuck out to you most and make sure you download the document and do don't do the download in your head please download the document that accompanies each healing pain with Proverbs and fill it out according to the verse that stuck out to you most. This is what helps and invites 
and sets a ground for the wisdom of the most high to work. Okay. Otherwise it's like you just, it went in one ear and out work through it. Okay. So let's, let's, let first, let me say peace to some of y'all and, um, peace, Nyoka Shay. Thank you for joining us. Peace, Cassiopeia. Thank you for joining us. Peace, Loretta. Thank you for joining us. Uh, peace, Colette. Thank you for joining us. Peace, Ted Joe 10. Thank you for joining us from Cameroon. Wow. Awesome. Um, oh, thank you. Anna Milia V for the, I think this is a super chat or a super, it's a super something y'all. I'll be forgetting what they call, but thank you so much for giving your gift. I appreciate that. Uh, peace, Nicola Simpson. Peace, Courtney Taylor. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Genesis, for uh, handling the reminders in the comments. I see you. Um, Nayoka says, the verse that sticks out most for me is one to five, highlighting verse five, because that is my desire to understand the fear of Yahuwah and find the knowledge of Elohim. Awesome. Thank you for sharing. I hope you download the document and answer the questions because in doing that, you might find your answer more than what you were looking for. Uh, peace, BJ. BJ says, all the seem to the most high. Yah, thank you for the reading of Proverbs 2. There was definite conviction for me in things you brought out. Verse 7 stuck out to me definitely, definitely a lot to meditate on. Thank you, BJ. Make sure you download the document. If you go to ZaraHarrison.com, the pop-up comes up, subscribe to my email list. You will get that document and it's sent out every Monday with affirmation reminders for you to remember to fill that out. Okay? So please fill that out. Takiya G. Peace, Takiya G. Thank you for joining us. Loretta says, three, four, and seven sticks out the most. How beautiful it is that Yahuwah stores up wisdom for those that are his. The treasures. Wow. The treasures. Like, it's such a treasure. I don't know why we won't be crying out for that thing. Like, we, it talks about um, desiring to seek it like you would silver or treasure. When wisdom is more valuable than silver or treasure, or in today's terms, money, or anything you treasure is more valuable than that. With wisdom, it's not too much you can't do or accomplish. And I don't, with divine wisdom, it's not uh, cut off to certain categories. It can really be limitless because the, the most high is so divine. Say you want to start a business and you don't have wisdom on how to do that. The divine wisdom will give you some spiritual principles that, I mean, they have worked for my own business and my own life. Things that you, you would think you would need a class to teach you and the most high by his spirit, just ordering your steps, showing you what to do, where to go, what to consider. Um, man, wisdom is, wisdom is healing. I'm talking about it can repair your marriage. It can repair your business. It can repair family relationships. But so many of us don't, I don't know. It's like we, we don't realize how valuable it is. 
we literally don't even understand what we have access to when we cry out to the most high and uh walk in that thing man but i hope that proverbs 2 was a blessing to you i hope that proverbs 2 will go with you this week I hope that you will download the document. If more than one verse stuck out to you, feel free to do a download page for each one of those verses. I personally like to say stick to one verse because you don't want to overload your mind um, in order to hold on to a certain principle and let that thing marinate and stick with you. It's good to read the whole text, but grab on to that one thing, that one principle you can walk out this week. And then you can build on it week after week. And before you know it, you start looking like a whole nother person. You start, things start moving and changing. So please try to do the download. And of course, if you want to work through more than one, but the thing that you, because in the download, it is holding you accountable to improving the rest of your week, not just today. And that's kind of difficult when you, you're stacking it up. You're giving yourself more and more things to do. You can overwhelm yourself. Um, so download that for the one that sticks out to you the most and take one step at a time before you know it. Man. All right, y'all. I am so glad that you came. Um, I hope I will see you all next Monday. Most Mondays I'm here. Next Monday I'll probably be here. Um, just look on the homepage of this YouTube channel for the next live. Um, they usually go up, if not today, like by tomorrow to be up there. I have to look at, look at my schedule for the most part. I should be here next Monday, but just check it so that you you'll know. Um, all right, y'all. I just want to make sure I'm not missing anything. I'm not. All right. I'm Zara Hairston helping you remember that love doesn't lie or expect you to live one peace y'all. They always told me love's supposed to suffer long I looked it up in the lexicon It say that suffering actually means the act of being patient Have I been patient with you? And who is to decide when long is long enough? And what do I do when I feel I've had enough?